0: Welcome to your Decorum Talking newspaper for the week ending Saturday the 14th of May 2022. This is Team 3. Our editor is Ailing, and the technician for today is Gary. I'm Janet and our other readers are Alan, Amanda and Brian. Our items are taken from the local Gazette and Express and all telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442 unless stated otherwise. The headline for this week is Helping Young Actors. Here's this week's news.
1: Hello, this is Alan. A Berkhamsted theatre company created to help young people affected by coronavirus started rehearsals on May 7th for its first production. The Shakespeare Circus started practising on Saturday for its first production, The Tempest, The newly launched Shakespeare Circus is run by Victoria William of Gobstoppers Theatre Art School and Michael Corbidge, a voice and text associate with the Royal Shakespeare Company. Victoria said, The pandemic crushed the dreams of young drama students and performers, but we will give some of them the opportunity on which they missed out. Her son... Reese is part of the group of young people who are working on their open-air play. The 20-year-old said, I can't wait to get back to being in front of a real audience. He added, After leaving school, I did a course with a group called All In Actors, but the pandemic meant that the last half of it was online. Going on tour with the Shakespeare Circus will be an amazing opportunity. Victoria hopes that the Shakespeare Circus will help young actors, she says, were sort of forgotten during the pandemic and as theatres opened again. The mother of four explained, young people at drama schools and on theatre-related courses at university had to do everything online during the pandemic. She continued... Then when they graduated there were none of the usual showcase events put on for agents to look for new talent and the theatres were all shut. When the theatres did open and showcases were held again, at last, they were for the next crop of graduates. Victoria said, the name we've chosen for our company, Shakespeare's Circus, is about the young actors thriving on that audience engagement and the tempest is perfect because it's full of magic. The Shakespeare Circus will tour this production with one of its first stops being at Berkhamsted's Ashridge House.
2: Hello, I'm Amanda. A leisure centre in Hemel Hempstead will run a fundraising event on Saturday May 14th to support the recovery of a local teen who suffered a brain injury in 2021. Jack Mills from Hemel Hempstead was involved in a collision while on his scooter in October 2021 and has been left with a significant brain stem injury. The dance class marathon from 2pm to 6pm will include gentle zumba, shabam and clubercise, with all ages and abilities encouraged to join in. There will be a cake sale, face painting, and raffle to raise funds to support Jack's recovery. The money raised will go towards his rehabilitation at a specialist hospital and intensive physiotherapy, speech, and language therapy. Funds will also help provide specialist equipment and home adaptations for him to support his family and Jack's twin brother. Counselling will be paid for with donations. Adriana Wiskowska. Area Active Communities Coordinator at Everyone Active said, We've really been touched by Jack's story, so we wanted to help in any way possible. Jack's grandmother, Anne, is a long-time participant of our Active Communities classes, so as soon as we heard what had happened, we decided to start planning a fundraiser. She added, This event is a great opportunity to bring the community together and raise vital funds to help aid Jack's recovery. People can book via the Everyone Active app or through reception.
3: Hello, I'm Brian. A 23 year old man born in Hemel Hempstead will finish a 2,000 mile cycling challenge in his hometown for his sister Poppy, who would have turned 20 this year. Luke Glynn, who now lives in Buckinghamshire, will tour 2,000 miles from Land's End to John Groats in 20 days to raise money for stillbirth and neonatal death society, Sands. He said, So I'll be starting in Cornwall and going up to the tip of Scotland and then sort of zigzagging back down the country to finish in Hemel Hempstead, which is where I'm from and grew up and where my sister was laid to rest. He will be joined by friends Liam Blundell and Ollie Bagley, with family members and his other friends meeting him along the way. £1,200 has been raised so far, despite the challenge taking place in late July. Luke came up with the idea of the cycling challenge in 2020 and wanted to cycle 1,800 kilometres in 18 days in honour of what would have been Poppy's 18th birthday. As Luke planned the challenge, his bike was stolen. And the pandemic swept across the world. Two years later, he has added 900 miles to his original goal and is still pushing himself further. He said, I'm actually getting my first tattoo. It's a commemorative one, it's in respect and memory of my sister, and it's a bit of a challenge as well. Over the past few months, Luke and fellow cyclists have trained for the grueling challenge by cycling across England. On May the 3rd, Luke and Liam cycle from London to Folkestone in preparation for the 80 to 100 miles they will cycle every day of the 20-day tour. Luke will arrive in Hemelhempstead on August 13th and meet his family at his sister's resting place before going to a pub in Apsley to celebrate his achievement. People can donate to Luke's fundraiser at justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash fundraising Luke-Glyn, 2000 miles in 20 days. And follow his journey on his Instagram page, instagram.com forward slash Luke 98.
0: West Harts College has become a screen skills select provider after achieving the gold standard for its screen industry courses. The College, which has a campus in Hemel-Hempstead, has been given the accreditation from Screen Skills, an industry-led skills body for the UK's screen-based industries. The newly accredited courses will provide its students the practical skills and knowledge needed in their prospective industry. The courses are said to be delivered with employment in mind And the college is working closely with industry professionals to make sure that its students can meet the latest changes in the sector. Amanda Washbrook, Director of Curriculum and Business Development at West Harts College said, to be among a select group of screen skills accredited providers signifies that our courses are preparing students for a prosperous career in the sector. She added, this prestigious accreditation is confirmation that our students are developing the knowledge and professional skills required for them to flourish in their chosen fields. The college's screen skills courses include diplomas in creative media skills, TV and film production, digital gaming and game development.
1: A Tring fire engine has been donated to Ukraine as part of a mission to support the country's firefighters. The 2006 Scania P-94 fire engine, which was based in Tring until August 2021, will be sent to Ukraine along with 30 pieces of firefighting equipment by Hertfordshire Fire and Rescue Service. The items donated include ladders, portable pumps, hose reels and generators which will help fire services as the Russian invasion continues. Chief Fire Officer and Executive Director for Community Protection at Hertfordshire County Council, Alex Woodman, said, we can only imagine how difficult the current situation is for fire and rescue services in Ukraine. He added, after helping to... Keep the people of Hertfordshire safe, we hope that the fire engine and equipment we are sending can now continue to help and protect and aid the rescue of civilians trapped in the middle of this conflict.
2: Decorum Borough Council has extended its Tap to Donate scheme to help raise funds for local homelessness charities by installing a second location in Hemel Hempstead Town Centre. At the Metro Bank in Marlowe Shopping Centre, shoppers can make a £3 donation using contactless payment to charities, including Dens and the Salvation Army. The Council hopes that by donating to local charities rather than to those asking for money on the street, people will know that their donation will make a positive long-term difference. Fran Martin, Head of Fundraising and Communications at Dens, said £3 could pay for a meal and a hot drink for a vulnerable person staying the night in our emergency crash pad facility at The Elms, our 44-bed hostel. The first location was set up opposite Poundland last year by Decor and Borough Council in partnership with Hemel Hempstead Business Improvement District. BID. Councillor Margaret Griffiths, Portfolio Holder for Housing and Councillor Julie Banks, Portfolio Holder for Community and Regulatory Services, are said to be delighted to have expanded the Tap to Donate scheme to a second location. They said the payment points allow shoppers and visitors to the town to make a donation easily and securely, helping to support the invaluable work of our local homelessness charities. Humphrey Mwanza, BID Director, said Having an additional tap and give unit located within Metro Bank is fantastic and provides a simple and effective way to support local charities and ensure that people can give responsibly knowing that their donation will make a difference.
3: A record number of street party applications for the four-day Jubilee weekend have been sent off according to Hertfordshire County Council. More than 500 requests for road closures have been received by the Council, and the total likely to rise further. The number is already higher than the amount applied for during the Diamond Jubilee weekend in 2012, when residents in the county asked for 451 road closures for street parties, the highest number in the country. The County Council scrapped the normal fee for road closure, to encourage people to celebrate this historic occasion. Scott Crudgington, Deputy Chief Executive and Executive Director of Resources at Hertfordshire County Council said, Her Majesty the Queen's Platinum Jubilee is both a major historical milestone and a hugely remarkable achievement, so rightfully deserves to be properly celebrated. We also know it's an occasion that matters to our residents, so want to make sure they could easily organise special celebrations to have a really enjoyable and memorable weekend, especially after such a tough few years. He continued, It's therefore brilliant that so many residents have taken up the opportunity to organise street parties and events, and fantastic to have beaten Hertfordshire's previous record-breaking street party number from the Diamond Jubilee weekend. Local people had until April 21st to submit their applications.
0: A refugee hosting group in Decorum has helped a teenager from Ukraine continue to pursue his passion for football by training at a Premier League club after fleeing the conflict. 17-year-old Nazar, who came over from Kharkiv with, with his mother this week, was a footballer at his local club before the war with Russia started. Thanks to help from the Berkhamsted and Tring Ukraine hosting network, he is now settling in the UK and carrying on with football by training with Watford FC's academy team. Matt Longley, host coordinator and fundraising leader at the hosting group said, Watford FC took him for a full day's training and are having him now for another couple of weeks in the season. He added, who knows where this is going to go? But it was just so nice to end, sort of end that journey from trying to get him out of a place being shelled to starting a trial at Watford. That felt like a big moment for me. Ena Nazar's mother, said, I am very grateful to Matt, your state, for supporting our country and me and my son. In early March, Matt went over to the Ukrainian border to deliver supplies to those fleeing the war and was inspired to help people find refuge in the UK once he returned home. Reflecting on his time in the camps, he said, I'm not going to lie, it was a really horrible experience being out there for a week in the refugee camp. It is now two months since he visited Poland and the father of three has helped to set up the Birkenstead and Tring Ukraine hosting network, which has housed more than a hundred Ukrainian people in the decorum area. More than 70 hosts have been found in the local area, which are now in the process of being connected with their respective families and individuals, with Matt himself welcoming a family of four from Ukraine into his home. The group is helping people to find hosts, pay for accommodation, essentials and transport to the UK, as well as aiding them in navigating their new lives in decorum by finding GPs, schools and setting up bank accounts. It's been an incredible community effort to see that many people come together and be able to house over 100 people is unbelievable, said Matt. The hosting network, which is run by 10 volunteers, is asking for help to cover the costs of travel and essentials for refugees arriving in Tring and Berkhamsted. Matt said, it's paying for them to be able to afford food while they're waiting. It's paying for flights and trying to get people back over here. When asked about what people can do day to day to help refugees, Matt said, if you meet some people that come from Ukraine, just smile and say hello. I think that's the bare minimum you can do as a decent human being is to smile and make sure they realise that there they're nice, they're are nice people in the world. People can donate to the group's fundraising page at gofundme.com forward slash F forward slash Berkhamstead Tring Ukraine hyphen hosts hyphen group.
1: A 21-year-old from Tring will perform with Ballet Central on their four-month nationwide tour. Jessica De Souza lewis a final-year dance student from Tring, Hertfordshire, will be performing with the Ballet Central on their tour this spring. The dance company will be in Newbury at the Chord Exchange as part of the Spring Festival on May 19th. This will be the first of 11 venues on the tour across England, with shows in Birmingham, Guildford, Cambridge and London. Jessica, who went to Tring Park School for the Performing Arts and Young Dancers Academy, is in her final year of a three-year BA Honours Professional Dance and Performance degree at London's Central School of Ballet. She said, When I graduate in July, I would like to join a classical ballet company, working on classics and more modern dance works as well. I would like more opportunities to perform on tour and to work as a team, learning from the dancers around me and from other choreographers and teachers. The dancer added, I want to continue to grow as a person and artist and as a person. Kate Coyne, Central's artistic director, said, Performing is the ultimate goal for professional dance students, so the chance to bring all their training to a peak in front of a live audience fulfills ambitions and stimulates new learning. Audiences benefit from seeing new talent and vibrant choreography in theatres across
0: England.
2: Now to the letters page, with a letter from Caroline Carmichael, Fundraising Manager, BHF. The British Heart Foundation, BHF, will host its fifth National Heart Hero Awards Ceremony this year. Excitingly, this year will mark a return to a live event after two years of being held online due to the COVID pandemic. Our virtual event last year, hosted by Vernon Kay was a fantastic and emotional night which celebrated winners and nominees from different walks of life and from every part of the UK. They ranged from remarkable fundraisers and heroic individuals who stepped up to save the life of a stranger using CPR. We know there are many more unsung heart heroes out there and we want to shine a light on their selfless achievements and thank them. This event raises awareness of the continued need for funding for the pioneering research that is turning science fiction into reality and providing hope for more than 7 million people in the UK living with heart and circulatory conditions. That's why we are calling on your readers to make a valuable nomination for the Heart Hero Awards. A heart hero can be anyone from a healthcare professional doing exceptional work to a young person living with heart disease that has shown incredible courage and determination or even an inspiring fundraiser who has found a creative way to help fund our research. Those shortlisted will be invited to an awards ceremony in London on Thursday, December 1st, 2022 when the winners will be announced. There are eight categories you can vote for, including young heart hero cpr hero and Inve- innovative fundraiser to find out more about the categories or to make a nomination visit www.bhf.org.uk forward heart entries close on may 31st 2022 at 5pm and we wish everyone of the best of luck with their entries
3: Here's another letter from Jane Grayson. Tory MP Neil Parrish will resign as a Member of Parliament after he's caught watching porn in the House of Commons. Apparently the first time he watched it was by mistake, as he thought it was a video about tractors. The second time, again in his place of work, he had another peak, no tractors this time, and now MP Neil Parrish resigns after Tractorgate so an MP will need to be selected for his vacant seat. On the radio, the argument was that the new MP should be a woman. The women in the studio were adamant. Why? I don't agree with positive discrimination. The person who should always get the job is the person who is right for that job.
0: Back to the news. A woman from Hemel-Hempstead has seen her life turned upside down since she started having seizures two years ago, culminating in being served with an eviction notice. Kelsey Barnes says she is in thousands of pounds worth of debt and facing eviction after being unable to work due to suffering unexplained seizures. The 25-year-old says that the Department of Work and Pensions, DWP, has made her situation worse after placing a sanction on her benefits claim. The sanction came after she failed to go to her Job Centre appointment for fear of having a seizure on her journey and being mugged, for a second time having been attacked once before. The DWP has said that they have spoken to Miss Barnes and have cancelled the sanction on her claim. A DWP spokesperson said, We have spoken to Miss Barnes, who has explained that she has health conditions that impact on her ability to attend appointments in person and is facing financial difficulties. They added... On that basis, we have agreed to end the sanction on Miss Barnes' claim and we're looking into what further housing support might be available. The DWP also said that they're looking at Kelsey's housing situation and what more support there might be for her. Her unexplained seizures started in 2020 when she was working at a canteen. In 2021, she started working at Butlins, but was having up to 20 seizures a day. Kelsey was unable to do daily tasks and needed a neighbour to keep watch as she bathed through fear of drowning in her bath. She said, if I'd had the support at the beginning, I wouldn't be in this grand's worth of debt. Kelsey says that due to stress and being unable to buy food, she has also experienced extreme weight loss. She has reached out to Hemel Hempstead MP Sir Mike Penning regarding her claim with the DWP. Sir Mike says that he has taken up her concerns with the department and is waiting for a response.
1: This week in history. May 10th, 1994. Nelson Mandela was inaugurated as the first black president of South Africa On this day last year, efforts were underway to help a small whale after it became stranded along the River Thames in London. May 11th, 1981. Reggae singer Bob Marley died of cancer. On this day last year, the Queen carried out her first major public ceremonial duty since the death of the Duke of Edinburgh, attending a COVID-secure state opening of Parliament. May 12th, 1937. The coronation of King George VI took place in Westminster Abbey and was broadcast worldwide by the BBC. On this day last year, the Duke of Cambridge laid a wreath in memory of a police officer killed in the line of duty during a visit Croydon Custody Centre. May 13th, 1943, German and Italian forces in Africa surrendered. On this day last year, the first giant tunnelling machine was launched as part of the HS2 project. May 14th, 1987, American actress Rita Hayworth died. May 15th, 1988, Soviet troops began leaving Afghanistan after eight years of occupation. On this day last year, it was cattle chaos after a group of wandering bullocks were spotted grazing in gardens after escaping from a field in East Yorkshire.
2: A police crackdown to target cross-border offending has ended with 141 arrests. The operation saw officers arrest people for offences including burglary, robbery, theft of motor vehicles and drugs between April 26 and 28th. Over the three days, Hertfordshire, the Metropolitan Police, Surrey, Thames Valley and British Transport Police worked together to seize 37 vehicles 16 weapons and more than £14,500 in cash. The forces also made 48 drug seizures and are said to be continuing several inquiries. Detective Chief Inspector Frankie Westerby from Hertfordshire Constabulary said, this operation is a great example of the successes that partnership working can bring. We had some fantastic results over the course of the three days and I'd like to thank everyone involved.
3: The pandemic no doubt opened many people's eyes to the endless possibilities of holidaying on home shores. And for some, a foray into what the British Isles has to offer may have been a revelation. To those of us who have been enjoying these islands magic, if not their weather for years, it only reinforced what we already knew. The UK is brimming with natural beauty steeped in history and imbued with stunning architecture. So much so that we really are spoiled for choice when it comes to selecting somewhere for a day trip or a holiday. But help is at hand, as research has revealed the UK beauty spots that every Brit should visit during their lifetime. Unsurprisingly, the world-famous prehistoric monument Stonehenge in Wiltshire and the iconic White Cliffs of Dover top the list with 40% each. Stonehenge has a history of 4,500 years and stands at the centre of the Avebury World Heritage Site. The monument's purpose remains a mystery, but it's believed that it was created as a spiritual home by a Neolithic and Bronze Age people, with the Sarsen Stones carefully aligned with the movement of the sun. The White Cliffs of Dover are located in Kent along the English coastline, and look out to the Strait of Dover and France. One of the country's most spectacular natural features, the cliffs are an official icon of Britain and have been a sign of hope and freedom for centuries. The study by Vision Express, as part of its hashtag Discover More Challenge, found that Snowdonia in Wales, 38%, Ben Nevis in Scotland, 37%, and Lake Windermere, 36%, are also sites every Brit should see.
0: Other bucket list beauty spots include Cornwall's St Ives Harbour, Cheddar Gorge in Somerset, breathtaking city views from the top of London Eye and the historic Hadrian's Wall, which is 73 miles long and was built to guard the wild north-west frontier of the Roman Empire. The Giant's Causeway, Northern Ireland's only World Heritage Site and part of the popular Game of Thrones tour, is also a must-see for Brits, followed by Arthur's Seat, with its stunning views of Edinburgh, St Michael's Mount in Cornwall, and the Needles situated off the Isle of Wight. The research of 1,500 UK residents, which was carried out earlier this year, also revealed that no one should miss seeing Canterbury Cathedral, Durdledore in Dorset, Brighton's Royal Pavilion and Port Merion in Wales. Also on the list were the top of the Welsh Brecon Beacons, the Whitby Abbey Ruins in Yorkshire and the Seven Sisters White Cliffs in Sussex. We know there is so much joy to be had through vision and discovering much more through a new lens, said Dan McGee, Director of Optical Services at Vision Express. Our research shows that there are some amazing places right here in the UK to enjoy with your loved ones. The research also found that three in five Brits admit that there are plenty of world-famous British sites they have yet to experience. And it's no surprise that almost two-thirds have vowed to see more of Britain this year than they have done in the last 12 months.
1: Now we come to the information slot. Obituaries, what's on, and more news. Hertfordshire police are warning the public to be on their guard following a series of distraction thefts around the country. At least six offences have occurred over the last few weeks in Boreham Wood, St Albans, Watford, and Welling Garden City, with thieves stealing nearly £5,000 from mainly elderly or vulnerable people using ATM machines. The thieves are tended to work in a group of two or more in each offence, one looking out for the pin as it's keyed into the machine and another will then distract the victim. Sometimes they will claim that the machine isn't working properly or will swallow the victim's card while covering the card slot with a piece of paper and stealing the victim's bank card. Similar offences have also been reported when people have been using pay at pump or parking ticket machines. The victims often believe their card has been retained by the card machine and do not realise their bank card has been stolen until the fraudulent transactions are discovered sometime later. Sergeant Karen Meller from Hertfordshire Constabulary's Crime Reduction Unit said We're asking for people to be on their guard when using ATM machines and be wary of anyone trying to speak to you or distract you after your card has been accepted into the machine. Do not use your card in the presence of others and shield your pin when you put it in. Be careful if someone offers to help you use a payment machine or approaches you for help with the payment. Never Hand your card to someone you don't know and keep cards and wallets out of sight. If you think you may have been approached in a similar way, we need to speak to you, so please contact us as soon as possible. You can also report information online at hearts.police.uk forward slash report or speak to an office operator in the Force Communications Room via their online web chat at hearts.police.uk forward slash contact or call the non-emergency number 101.
2: Weekly Show Tech Talk returns to RNIB Connect Radio. Continuing its popular focus on useful technology, the show features even more information and a wider range of tech discussions promoting accessible technology. Tech Talk looks at exciting new developments, explores mainstream and specialist technologies, and gives tips and pointers about how to make the best use of the technology you already know and love. Tech Talk has a new host, too with Dave Williams, who has a comprehensive radio and tech background, presenting the show. Dave's experience includes reporting and producing packages for BBC Radio 4's in Touch, three years directing ACB Radio for the American Council of the Blind, as well as working in the accessible technology industry for manufacturers of screen magnification. Best of all, Tech Talk belongs to the blind and partially sighted listeners and you don't need to be an expert to get involved. Everyone is invited to join the technology conversation and get your tech questions answered, as well as listen to a range of news, views, interviews and technology demonstrations. Tune in every Tuesday at 1pm on Freeview 730, online at rnibconnectradio.org.uk, On smart devices, just say, Alexa, play RNIB Connect Radio. And on 101FM in Glasgow.
3: If you wish to listen to the newspaper on a Google Home smart speaker, say, hey Google, talk to talking newspaper. Then, play decorum talking newspaper.
0: The Hertfordshire Police is awaking the public to hand in their unwanted or unlicensed firearms and ammunition to them as part of a national surrender campaign running this month. The two-week campaign, which runs for two weeks from May 12th, is to reduce the number of firearms that could possibly end up in the hands of criminals. The police say that those who hand anything over during the campaign will not face prosecution for possession of the weapons at the point of surrender. People can remain anonymous, but anything surrendered that is linked to criminal activity will be investigated and the appropriate action will be taken. The campaign is also said to be an opportunity for the public to find out how to apply for certification to own a firearm legally. Anyone can make an appointment to hand over their firearms and ammunition by calling 101.
1: Being prepared for your own death is an essential part of life. Here are five simple steps to take. One, think about your funeral. The first step to helping your family and also ensuring your wishes for your funeral are followed is to write them down, says Executive Director of Red Apple Law. Um, It may be easier to start by thinking about what you don't want as this provides some guidance and reassurance to your loved ones that you won't choose something that you wouldn't have wanted. Then think about what you would like, flowers or donations to charity perhaps. What kind of service would you like? Ensure you talk through the individual parts of the ceremony with your loved ones. Don't forget about the music you would like played during the ceremony either. The most important thing is to make sure you're aware of all the choices that are available to you and that someone knows what your choices are. Start saving now. Dying is actually a fairly expensive business, says Sanji, and even the most simple of funerals can cost thousands of pounds. So what can you do about this? The short answer is not much, but you can be aware of it and start planning now. There are a few options, from putting money into a high interest savings account to a later years type life insurance plan or a prepaid funeral plan. Although any steps you may have taken along these lines, you must be aware of any shortfalls. With the sharp rises seen year on year, how could you possibly know how much to save And for how long? If you have a prepaid funeral plan, you're fully covered though, aren't you? Sadly, not necessarily. Regardless of how you are paying, I urge you to check one thing. How much of your disbursements, such as doctor certificates, flowers, newspaper notices, are they included and covered by your plan? Three, ensure you're insured. We've all seen the adverts and given fleeting thoughts around what if, and many of us have life insurance in place. So we're okay, right? Maybe, so but when was the last time you checked the suitability of your policy or policies? If your circumstances have changed and you haven't informed your insurance provider, you could well be paying monthly for something that would actually, wouldn't actually pay out to your loved ones should you pass away. You owe it to yourself to dig the policy out and check through it, especially the exclusion section as well as what your provider deems a change of circumstances to include.
2: Four, pass on your passwords. Okay, so who knows your passwords for Facebook, Amazon, internet banking, your TV subscription accounts and just about everything else you sign into online other than you, asks Angie. What happens if no one knows how to access these after you've passed away? The answer is an administrative, cumbersome nightmare and all this at the worst possible time for your family to be dealing with it. In order to work towards your hard earned cash not becoming part of a forgotten account, what can you do? One solution is a digital asset vault, essentially a digital filing cabinet where you can store passwords, important documents, and other sensitive pieces of information all together in one place. It gives you the ability to list and log your assets, accounts, property, memberships, etc., to create your own asset register. You then appoint two to four trusted people with whom you can share this encrypted password with either during your lifetime or only when you choose for them to have it. If you do come across one of these digital asset vaults, make sure you check its security capabilities, which should be at least bank level, military grade. Five, where there's a will. Many people have probably suggested making a will over the years. But in my experience, people leave it around 10 years before actually getting a will made, says Angie. Essentially, until your will is signed and your signature has been witnessed, this is termed the attestation of the will, your will is simply a piece of paper upon which your riches are written. What goes where, in what share, or to who, etc. You name those you would like to care for any children you may have under 18 years of age, their guardians, And finally, you name the people you trust to deal with everything you own and follow the wishes in your will, your executors. Once you're happy with everything in your will, you sign it in the presence of two independent witnesses. Your piece of paper then becomes your last will and testament. Why bother? Well, you can leave it and let intestacy kick in. This is the set of rules governing what happens to your estate, everything you own, if you die without a valid will in place. Partners may get nothing. You won't get to choose who you would like to care for your children or deal with your affairs after you are gone. Worst of all, if you have no relatives, your estate goes to the Crown.
3: Obituaries recorded in this week's announcements page are Ian David Golding, aged 86 and Leonard William George Witherall of Benningfield Gardens, aged 92 years. May they rest in peace.
0: Now to what's on. Live music, comedy shows and family entertainment will be at Decorum Borough Council's Platinum Party in the Park event on June 2nd. To celebrate Her Majesty the Queen's 70 years on the throne, Hemel Hempstead Gatesbridge Park will kick off the long weekend with a live event from actor and comedian Andre Vincent. Performances from Gobstoppers and Joanna Borden Dance Group, and live music from Glee Club, Ashley Lauren, Vanessa Hastings, and Uke Ellington and the Bandits will take place during the day. Local food and drink vans will attend the event with the likes of Mama's Mexican, the Crepe Stop, Doe with the Flow, Mad Squirrel Beer Cruiser and the Little Italy Bar, all in the park. Families can enjoy entertainment like balloon modelling, face painting, magicians and caricaturists. In the evening, TV comedians Howard Reed, Laura Lex and Johnny Awesome will take to the stage before the band Too Hard to Handle closes the event. Councillor Julie Banks at Decorum Borough Council said, This year marks a special year celebrating the Queen's Platinum Jubilee and we are bringing a packed programme of events over the Longbank Holiday Weekend so that the community has plenty of opportunities to all get together and celebrate. She added, the exciting programme includes a platinum party in the park, trooping of the colour, a tree planting for the Queen's green canopy, lighting the Jubilee beacon and a live screening of the events taking place at Buckingham Palace. The night will end with the lighting of the Queen's platinum Jubilee beacon and fireworks.
1: Locals can explore the town centre with the Queen's Platinum Jubilee Beacon Trail and get a fun pack at the end. Decorum Borough Council and Hemel Hempstead Business Improvement District have teamed up with High Street Safari to create a free story trail for all the family to take part in to celebrate the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. The trail, which will run until June 12th, Will have seven stops in and around Hemel Hempstead Town Centre which takes about 45 minutes to complete. Each stop will have its own unique QR code that when scanned will tell a story about a decade of the Queen Elizabeth's 70-year reign. Players can discover characters like Charlie Crown and Theodora Throne along the way and meet them in augmented reality through their smartphones. The council is said to have created this event to encourage families to venture into Emil Town Centre to enjoy a safe, socially distanced and fun activity. All the family compose with the magical characters from Buckingham Palace and take videos with them. At the end of the trail Participants will get a digital fun pack and can donate to Help for Heroes to support veterans and their families. People can visit the trail website at highstreetsafari.com forward slash locations forward slash Jubilee dash Hemel dash Hempstead to view the map and to find out more.
2: Tring Together and St Peter and St Paul's Church Tring warmly invite you to Queen Elizabeth's Platinum Party on Friday the 3rd of June from 5pm to 10pm at St Peter and St Paul's Church Tring. From 5pm join them for an afternoon tea party with music, refreshments and children's activities. Church Square will be adorned with Celebration Yarn Bombing. At 7pm there will be a Thanksgiving service in the church. 8pm to 9.30pm will be a barbecue with Tring Brewery Bar in the churchyard and the evening will end with the lighting of a beacon on the church tower roof.
3: And now some more events. Saturday the 14th of May, Tring Farmers Market, Marketplace Brook Street, Tring, 9am to 12.30pm. Sunday the 15th of May, Berkhamsted Farmers Market, High Street, 10am to 2pm, Facebook.com forward slash Burko FM. Sunday, the 22nd of May, Harpenden Farmers Market, Harpenden High Street, 10am to 2pm, Facebook.com forward slash Harpenden Farmers Market. Saturday, the 28th of May, Tring Farmers Market, Marketplace, Brook Street, Tring, 9am to 12.30pm.
0: On May the fourteenth at seven thirty, it's Saint Albans Symphony Orchestra at Saint Albans Cathedral, titled "Colors of France." The concert includes Debussy's Nocturnes, contite de Jean Racine by Gabriel Fauré, and Saint-Saens Symphony Number no. Three, unleashing the full power of the Abbey's pipe organ. Visit storbanscathedral.org to book. Then on May the 24th to the 28th, there's Dad's Army at the Court Theatre in Tring. Tring Theatre Company perform an all-new adaptation of Dad's Army, featuring two episodes that have never been brought to the stage before. Expect favourite characters and classic catchphrases. Visit courttheatre.co.uk to book.
1: The Noise Next Door, in charge, Old Town Hall, Hemel Hempstead, May 21st. Some of the quickest wits in comedy are charging into Hemel with a new show that promises to trample expectations. The charismatic quartet have delighted at venues nationwide with their ability to spin audience suggestions into comedy gold. But for this show, they're putting the audience in charge in bold new ways Expect finely tuned anarchy and laughs aplenty The noise next door are 12 times sellout veterans of the Edinburgh Fringe and have appeared on BBC One ITV, BBC Three and BBC Radio Four and they have also appeared alongside the likes of Michael McIntyre, Catherine Ryan Romesh Ranganathan and Harry Hill Visit oldtownhall.co.uk to book.
2: Les Miserables, Milton Keynes Theatre until May 21st. The musical phenomenon hits Milton Keynes with an acclaimed new staging hailed as Les Mis for the 21st Century. With scenery inspired by the paintings of Victor Hugo, the magnificent score includes the songs I Dreamed a Dream on My Own, Bring Him Home, One Day More, Master of the House and Many More, in an epic tale of passion, revolution and emotion, seen by more than 120 million people worldwide in 52 countries. More than 100 members of cast and crew are directly involved in every performance. Visit atgtickets.com forward slash Milton Keynes to book.
3: Sunday the 15th of May, Harpenden Sustainability Market, Harpenden Common, 10am to 3pm, sustainablecentorbans.org Sunday the 15th of May, Hospice of St Francis Bubble Rush, Gaybridge Park, Hemel Hempstead, 10am to 3pm, uk.
0: On Wednesday, the 18th of May at 6 pm, there is an orchid walk at Roughdown Common. For more information and to book, go to boxmoretrust.org.uk. On Sunday, the 29th of May, Gade Spring crest beds are open, have an open day. Last gate on the right in the old fishery lane, just before the canal bridge, heading south. That's between 11 and 2 pm. More information at boxmoretrust.org.uk.
1: Friday, 20th of May. MASJ lunchtime recital. Nina Cook soprano with Rita Fryer on piano. St John's Church, Boxmore. 12:30 p.m. Admission 3 pounds on the door. Light lunch 2 pounds available afterwards. Friday 27th May, MASJ Lunchtime Recital, The Showtime Singers, St John's Church Boxmore, 12.30pm. Admission, £3 on the door, light lunch, £2, available afterwards.
2: Sunday the 29th of May, Pitstone Green Museum, Open Day. Pitstone Museum, Vicarage Road, Pitstone, Leighton Buzzard. ALU79EY Adult 9 pounds Child 5 to 16 4 pounds pitstonemuseum.co.uk Book your tickets for Anything Goes at Boxmore Playhouse from the 21st of June to the 25th of June. Tickets available at hhtheatreco.com or call 0333 666 Double three, double six.
3: Now back to more news. A new series of The Masked Dancer is filming in Bovingdon with families encouraged to be in the audience of the show. The show, which is the dance version of ITV's The Masked Singer, will be hosted by Joel Domit and we'll have Davina McCall, Oti Mabuza, Jonathan Ross, and Peter Crouch as judges. Audience Company, Lost in TV, is offering free tickets for families in decorum to be part of the action at Bovington Airfield on May 16th and 19th and June 3rd and 13th. Children aged eight and above can come along but must be with an adult. In September 2021, local families were in the audience of The Mass Singer, and Lost in TV hopes to see people there again in May and June. Previous mass dancers include Craig Revel Horwood as Knickerbocker Glory, Zoe Ball as Llama, and Bonnie Langford as Squirrel. Tickets can be booked online at lostintv.com forward slash tv dash show question mark ID equals 1185.
0: The Borough Council says it has successfully prosecuted nine people who failed to pay fixed penalty notices, FPNs, issued by contractor district enforcement. Nine people were found guilty at East Berkshire Magistrates Court on March 21st for offences of littering and breaches of the Council's Public Space Protection Orders, PSPO's. One defendant pleaded guilty and eight others were found guilty by a magistrate. In total, the defendants were made to pay fines of £880, costs of £800 and victim costs of £294. Decorum Borough Council says that since November last year, it has increased its commitment to making Decorum a cleaner and safer place to be by partnering with District Enforcement – a company that specialises in environmental enforcement. The company is said to be patrolling the borough seven days a week and are issuing on-the-spot fine FPNs of £80 if people are littering, failing to clean up after their dog or breaching PSPOs. Councillor Julie Banks, Decorum Borough Council portfolio holder for the community and regulatory services said... The enforcement of our PSPOs was introduced to make decorum a cleaner and safer place for people to be proud of, where they live, work and visit. She added, this first successful prosecution is important in showing residents and members of the public that we will follow up on all unpaid fines by taking action for non-payment through the courts. People who have received an FPN who are in financial difficulty can visit the Decorum Borough Council's District Enforcement webpage for more information. Anyone interested in keeping their own street clear of litter can apply to Decorum Borough Council to become a street litter champion and obtain a litter picking up kit.
1: A preschool has been rated as needing improvement after being inspected by Ofsted. Gatebridge Nursery and Preschool has been rated as requiring improvement after a rating from Ofsted last month following a visit by inspectors in March. Inspectors from Ofsted visited Gatebridge Nursery and Preschool on March 22nd and the report was published online last week. The nursery, which is run by Shining Dawn Limited, was rated as requiring improvement in four areas – the quality of education, behaviour and attitudes, personal development and leadership and management. The school was approached by Hemel Gazette and Express for a comment on the recent rating, but the paper has not received a response. This is the first inspection for the child care facility on Rossgate, in Hemel Hempstead which opened in 2019. The report states the quality of interactions between staff and children is variable. Staff, sometimes, ask children questions in quick succession and do not give them sufficient time to think and respond to the questions asked. It added Stuff are also occasionally preoccupied with completing daily routines such as preparing for the children's sleep and setting up the hall for the children's physical play. This means that sometimes children wander around with no purpose to their play. But, Inspector said, nevertheless, children demonstrate that they enjoy their time at the nursery. They are able to independently access good quality resources and equipment to support their learning. The report added, on the day of the inspection, staff failed to ensure that an external door leading to a public area was completely secure. However, swift action was taken to close the door and the children were appropriately supervised at the time. And it's the report knowledge that staff are kind and caring towards the children. These positive interactions help children to form secure attachments and supports their emotional well-being. Ofsted is to inspect Gabriel Nursery and Preschool again within 12 months of this inspection and has asked the preschool to review the organisation of planned routines to ensure staff are able to consistently meet the needs of the children. Two preschools at the same postcode closed in 2018 and previously in 2016.
2: We're coming to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are 5.12am and 8.44pm. Our amenities directory will be read after the final music. When you have finished with this week's recording, please remove your memory stick from the player and return it to us promptly in the pouch provided. Remember to swing the metal protective guard over and push it well into the pouch. Turn the address label over and place it back into the front pocket. Please seal and clip the pouch and post it back to us in any Royal Mail posting box. Thank you for listening. So until next week it's goodbye from your readers from technician Gary and our editor A Ling goodbye